you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. When your hope is in unfulfilled expectations being met, that is not the Christian hope. The Christian hope is hinged on the character and the will of God. We can trust his uh, character. Bible says that Sarah judged him faithful. Yeah, he, he she judged God faithful. He judged him faithful who has promised. Right, Hebrews eleven eleven. Sarah judged him faithful, and our hope is hinged on the faithfulness of him who has promised. <laughs> That's what our hope. Bible says in um, Second Corinthians chapter. 1 verse 20, all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him is amen. All the promises of God. So we are what we are by the grace of God. Sometimes things will be happening and we will not understand why things are the way they are. But known unto God are all his works from the foundation of the earth. Acts chapter um, 15 verse 18. So trust God trust God. We may not understand it now. We may not get the whole picture now, but God is working something out. Can you imagine? Uh, may I draw your attention to the fact that in Matthew chapter 2 when Jesus was born, Bible says that Herod killed all male child under two years old. You can imagine the lamentation that went on in, that, in Jerusalem or in Judea around the time Jesus was born. The number of Young boys who lost their lives. Why? Because they were born around the time Jesus was born. The number of young boys who lost or uh, who were killed right from the womb in the time of Moses. Why? Because Moses was the target. So where was God? Why was God silent on all these things? And look at the number of lives that were per- that, that perished because the enemy was allowed to do what he had. What he wanted to do. Sometimes, when you think about all this, you are wondering why is God in all this. Just if you can trust God, then you can know He's wiser. If you can trust God, it's not everything we might understand. Now, look at this. God told Abraham in Genesis chapter fifteen. He told Abraham that your descendants—that's before Abraham had a child, even before he had Ishmael. When after Abraham had told God Genesis chapter fifteen that I do not have a child and uh, Eliezer and uh, a, a foreigner, Eliezer of Damascus will be my heir. God said, "Don't say that." After all these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, "Fear not, Abraham. I am thy shield and exceedingly great reward." And Abraham, Abraham said, "Lord God, what will thou give me, seeing I go childless and the?" The steward of my house is is this Eliezer of Damascus. Abraham said, uh, Abraham, uh, sorry, Abraham said, Behold, to to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, This shall uh, this shall not be your heir, but but he that shall come from your own bowel shall be your heir. Can you imagine? He said, this is what you are talking about. You don't have a clue. 
You are talking about Eliezer of Damascus. He will not be your heir, but one that is going to born, be born from your own loins is going to be your heir. And then, well, the conversation went on. God said, I'm going to bless you. And in the verse 13, and he said to Abraham, know of a surety that your seed shall be uh, shall be a stranger in the land that is not theirs. Watch this. And shall serve them and they shall afflict them 400 years. And also that nation which they shall serve, I will judge. And afterwards shall they come out with great substance. Now, Abraham didn't have a child when God was telling him about the Israelites going to Egypt. How did they end up in Egypt? Joseph was sold by his brother. And the head Bible says in Psalm 105, they hurt his feet with fetters. They sold him into slavery. But his first wife lied on him. He ended up in prison. He, he can you imagine a virgin who was in prison for a rape charge? He was a virgin, yet was being put in prison for rape charges. What was going on? All these things that were going on, it all didn't happen in the lifetime of one person. Meanwhile, God spoke about this in Abraham, Abraham's time. Look, and Joseph found himself in prison. He went to, to interpret um, dreams and one of them got executed according to his interpretation and the other one got promoted who forgot Joseph, Joseph for two years and one day the king himself had a dream and the king, no one could interpret the dream. Joseph was remembered. Joseph came from prison. Genesis chapter 41. He came from prison. He became prime minister. Famine struck Joseph was controlling everything. There was abundance and then famine. And his father sent, they, now they were his father and his family were die, almost dying in Canaan, in, in, in Canaan. So they had to go and look for food. So his father sent his 10 brothers. When his 10 brothers went, Joseph recognized them. They didn't recognize them. And uh, he kept them. He said they were spies and a whole lot of things happened. And then he sent them back. He kept Simeon. He says that, also Reuben. And he says that, go and bring your last brother. Benjamin and his father was so worried. He said, Why did you have to tell that stranger, a stranger you don't know, that you have a younger brother? They said, We didn't plan to tell him. He said, We were spies and we said, We are from Canaan. And he said, You have a father. We said, Our father was alive. And he said, You have another brother. And we said, We were even saying that we never thought he would request for our brother to come. You see, all these things Joseph didn't know. You can imagine the heartbeat of jo- uh, uh, sorry, Jacob. The heartbeat. Jacob lost his son. He, he thought his son was dead and murdered. Little did he know that his son was going to be a ruler in Egypt. Look at all the processes Joseph went through. And when he was going through all those processes, where was God? What's going on? God, what, why? What's going on? And then they had to come and take Benjamin and Joseph almost felt like, no, uh, sorry, Jacob almost felt like, I've lost everything. I've lost the wife I loved. I've lost my son I loved. I lost my 10 sons. And now my, the, the next child I love, I'm God. I've lost everything. Guess what? He hadn't lost anything. The word God gave Abraham in Genesis chapter 15 was still working out. Abraham, far before Isaac was born, far before Jacob was born, far before Joseph was born, there was a word concerning them. God is writing his own history. God is up to something. And so what I'm trying to say is that God said they will end up in Egypt. How did they get into Egypt? Eventually, Joseph, Jacob finds out that Joseph was alive. Joseph sent chariots and wagons 
to go and bring his father, Genesis chapter 42, 43, to bring him into Egypt. He came into Egypt. Joseph gave them his people, 72 of them, 75 of them, gave them the best of their land. And they lived in Goshen. And they were prospering. They were doing well. Exodus chapter 1 from verse 1. And then a pharaoh came. We did not know Joseph. Long after Joseph has died. And they started afflicting these people. What did, is that not what God said to Abraham? That I will send... That's what I'm trying to say, brothers and sisters. He says that... Um, verse 13. Genesis chapter 15, verse 13. And he said to Abraham... Abraham, even that time he wasn't Abraham. Abraham, know of a surety that your seed shall be a stranger in the land that is not theirs. And shall serve them and they shall afflict them 400 years. Before Joseph found himself in Egypt, God has planned already. Before Jacob and the rest of his sons ended up in Egypt, God has found, planned that when they were enjoying in Egypt in the days of Joseph and the, the perils that knew Joseph, God had planned it already. When a pharaoh came, we didn't know Joseph and started afflicting them. It wasn't a surprise. It wasn't a surprise to God. That's what I'm trying to say. Nothing takes God by surprise. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not uh, in Acts chapter one, I think verse 16, 17, 18, when Peter stood up amongst the, the, the apostles, 120 of the disciples, and he said that this scripture must be fulfilled, which David Sorry, which the Holy Ghost spoke by the mouth of David concerning Judas. Acts chapter one verse sixteen. Men and brethren, the scripture might, the scripture must needs be uh, have been fulfilled. The scripture must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spoke before concerning Judas, which was a guide to them that took Jesus. David, David spoke about Judas. How by the Holy Spirit. So before Judas was chosen, he has been spoken about long time ago by Jesus' great, 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 great grandfather because Jesus is the son of David. David has spoken about Judas without him knowing about Judas by the Spirit. So what I'm trying to say is the things that play out in history, they are not a surprise to God. In Acts chapter 8, verse 1, now Saul was uh, uh, now Saul was consenting unto his death talking about Stephen and at that time there was a great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem and they, they and, and, and they were all scattered abroad throughout the region of Judea, Samaria except for the apostles all of them were scattered in Jerusalem, Bible said a great persecution arose against the church and they were all scattered what do you say about this? If they had church buildings, they were closing down church buildings. They were cl- all everybody scattered apart from the apostles. Where was God? Was God did this thing where this did this thing take God by surprise? No, 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 no. It never took God by surprise. It takes us by surprise. How about Stephen? When Stephen was murdered, where was God? It didn't take God by surprise. How come they chopped John the Baptist's head off? The one who was the greatest amongst all the prophets in the prophets of, uh, in the Old Testament? All uh, according to Matthew chapter eleven, he was the greatest of all the prophets. They cut his head off at a very tender, a very early age, at a very very early age, just around the age of thirty thirty one. They cut his head off for what? For speaking the truth and preaching righteousness, because a young girl went and danced and wiggled his waist, and the king was so moved. By the young girls dancing, he said, hey, girl, ask me anything you want. 
to the half of my kingdom. And the mother said, ah, I want the head of John the Baptist. Just that made the man die. Where was God? What happened? Steve, look at the way Stephen died. Look at the way others died in the scriptures. So, if we are not careful, we will use the, we will project human philosophy or human understanding and human feelings on how we think God should be. That is why it's so important to just trust God, even if we don't understand. Trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. He said, when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. Whilst we do his good will, he in his good will, he abides with us still and with all who trust and obey. Trust and obey. All we have to do is just trust God. Trust God. You don't have to understand everything, but what you definitely have to know is to know the scriptures. Bury yourself in the scripture. Trust what God has said in the scriptures because what is happening now, you may not understand it all. Sometimes even it will make sense in our lifetime. It is after we have gone, the next generation have come, another generation has come, and then later on you see the uh, the panoramic view of God's program, a bird's eye view of God's program. That's when you realize that you are just a character, a little character in the bigger plan of God. That is why you, you and I have to take advantage of this time. In Ephesians chapter five and sixteen, he said, he said, uh, redeeming the times because the days are evil. He said, don't be unwise. Ephesians chapter, uh, permit me, as usual, you know, I would like to read it. Uh, that's why I have the Bible with me. <laughs> so I can read. <laughs> Hallelujah! Oh, that word is sweet to my taste. Oh God. Ephesians chapter 5 verse um, 15. Let me read verse 15 first. 15 says that, um, See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, uh, wherefore be, be ye not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't be unwise. Understand what they said. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. So we, we have only a short time to be able to fulfill our destinies, fulfill our assignments. In John chapter 9 verse 4, Jesus said, I have to work the works of him who sent me whilst it's day. For the night comes when no man can work. No human being ever has all the time. And so we have to be aware that what is going on around us, what is happening is working for our good. Romans chapter 8. The Bible says that I want to I'm quoting on these scriptures to encourage somebody in this season. Romans chapter 8, I like this so much. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, verse 37 is the one. Nay, in all these things, we are more than, more than conquerors through him who loved us. Who are we talking about? You are talking about, um, um, he said, not persecution, not tribulation, 
not distress, not famine, not naked, perilous soul. All these negative things people, people can go through. He said, even if we go through these things, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. And he said that, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Watch this. For I am persuaded, verse 38, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor anything present, nor things to come, neither height, nor depth, nor, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing said, neither death. It's interesting in poor death before life. Because sometimes people can go, you can go through things that sometimes it's easier dying than living. Sometimes death can be an easier option than living. He said, even, so neither death nor life, neither death nor life will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in, from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I want to encourage you that the love of God is still working for you. If you can trust God, all right. God is a God of love. God is a God of justice. God is a God of mercy. God is a God of faithfulness. God is a God of righteousness. God is uh, uh, the God, the creator God. All right. Uh, so God is a God of power. So all these attributes, are, we, is, uh, we are entitled to it. And God is, uh, he is at any given time. Too. God is. It's what it requires of you and I is to trust him. Trust God that he's faithful. Trust God. He's faithful to his word. He's faithful to his promise. He's faithful to preserving and keeping you in this time because nothing shall separate us from the love of Christ, uh, uh, from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at charis.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Charis Ministries. Stay blessed.